ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode of The Extra Point. Today is draft day, the NFL draft. We will be holding our own, very own NFL draft. We're going to hold a mock draft. It's going to be live. And of course, the usual suspects, Tom, Jones, and Sully is back with us. Sully, how are you? You miss us? I'm good. Uh, I'm all right. I mean, it's been an up and down week. To say the up least. and down week, but you're back here with the boys. Let's kick this thing off, man. Back. How good does it feel that NFL Draft Week is back? Fantastic! Yeah, time. it's finally here. I feel like I've been waiting for six months, dude. It's New, York New York hasn't had a meaningful football game in like since November. So I mean, we've been waiting for this <laughs> since November, literally. I just can't wait for all the speculation to be over. The months yeah. of it, the months of it are tiring. You hear yeah. the same thing. You can only mix up now, so many times. So. Now we're gonna trade up for Lamar Jackson. That's one day. The other day, Gronk is gonna retire. Another day, Brady's gonna retire. I that- I hope you trade up for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that would be retarded. <laughs> that would be. I don't see why that would be good for the Patriots. <laughs> that would I hope be. They pull, a, pull a draft day move. Trade up to four just to draft Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah, like at four. I can't. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I would have a. I would have an aneurysm. Like I would literally have an aneurysm. You guys said it though before. I don't think he does that. That's not. That's not Bill's way. No, he'll he trade. He'll not. trade one of these first for like two fours. <laughs> right as you think you got him pinned, the motherfucker turns around and does the opposite. Yep. Yeah, you can't. You can't guess anything. He'll go and trade for like a fifth and a sixth round pick, and then draft a Jamie Collins and a Dante Hightower. Like he did that. Yeah. Once he shipped out Jamie Collins for doing literally nothing wrong on the field, just asking for more money, I just stopped guessing what he was going to do. Yeah. And then yeah, he started. That was crazy. And then he started. He should trade both first for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> just get him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of had like a, a little anxiety attack earlier. I was like, what if Bill trades Tom? Like, what if he just pulls that trigger? And then I came do you back think down he to could Earth. get any, like, meaningful i mean you get something for him but like how high of a pick do you think you could get for him at this point for brady someone would give up a lot someone yeah yeah i yeah i think that's also like a a situational thing like a team that needs a quarterback yeah the cardinals the cardinals would mortgage their future the broncos would probably mortgage their future because the broncos Broncos. are a quarterback oh jesus christ i would that would fucking kill me to watch i would have the broncos i would Uh, literally have a heart attack yeah, I wouldn't watch the Patriots until Bill Belichick left at that point. If they traded Brady, that'd be that'd be it for me. I'd I'd step I away. Was, I heard a very I'd find interesting, a new team. I had a very interesting point earlier too, like with all the speculation, all oh, Tom hasn't committed to playing next year, that if Tom came out and retired, it would tarnish his legacy because they did trade Jimmy with the notion that they they think he's gonna play two or three more years. So if he just came out and retired and has left us with Brian Hoyer should be fucked up. I don't think it will. I mean, there's I, there's no it shot. It will never happen. Tires. No, no. I there's don't think literally I mean, no I just don't yeah. think it would tarnish his legacy though. I mean, oh. I, I can't be the one defending him, but he he's got six What does he have? Six Super Bowls? Five. Five? Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, you can't I take away from what he did, but that. Yeah, you can't take away from what he did, but it it'll make him look like a fucking dick. In in the <laughs> eyes in the eyes of the Patriots fans, I'm saying like not not just the league. Oh, oh yeah, 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 but I'm yeah, 
Definitely in the you guys would hate him for that, but I mean in general, yeah, I don't think it would I'd tarnish his legacy devastated. at all. Like they said, it was going to tarnish Favre's legacy when he when he went to the Vikings, and then he did well with that because he went to it, and then even with the Jets, he still competed. It didn't it wasn't great, but he he didn't tarnish anything. Yeah, the Packers fans loved him all the same. Yeah, even after going to the so Vikings, if if Bill trades Brady and then goes on and wins the Super Bowl without Brady, who's more cherished in Boston? Bill, I think Bill is, he's more important. Because clearly it's Brady right now, right? I mean, I think it should they be love Bill, more, clear. Oh, course. it's Brady. Oh, yeah, it's Brady it's for sure. Brady. But, I mean, Bill, it's like 1A and Super Bowl, definitely. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, like, one, one guy fell flat on his face, and then one guy threw for 500 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, deservedly so that, like, they're going to be on the Brady bandwagon. But, obviously, anyone who has a brain can tell you that it's it's Belichick that's the mastermind, and he's yeah, the reason. of course. Roger Goodell, across the stage. It looks like the Browns have picked. And the pick is in. Tom. Amazing. Who did the Browns just select? The running back from Penn State, Saquon <laughs> I think this whole Giants saying that they really want Saquon, that everyone's saying the Giants are going to draft him. I think it's a ploy to get the Browns to take him at one because the Giants really want Darnold. I think they're trying – the Browns think that they could possibly still get Barkley at four, and I think they want him. So I think this whole thing's a ploy by the Giants to get Darnold at two by getting the Browns to take Barkley at one. And, I mean, it's not like it would be a bad thing for them to take him at one. They can still get a decent quarterback at four. They can get one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft at four if they take Barkley at one. So I think it – in my mind, I think they're probably going to do it. I think Dorsey's made too many good moves this offseason, right. and he's going to do something kind of questionable and take Barkley at one. I'm going to say, although I don't hate Tom sinking there, I, I completely agree with that, um, that I think it's a smokescreen. But I think I think they still pull the trigger on a quarterback at one, and I'm going with them taking Josh Allen because – <laughs> Kuiper Kuiper has had Allen go into the Browns for like God, six God. years now. And I just he's so sure of it every time you talk about like every time he does he acts like it's not even a question. And I just that he fucking knows something. I just know he knows something. Either that or he's just like predicting the Browns are gonna be the Browns. I don't think the Browns, regardless of who they draft, are gonna be playing anyone but Tyrod Taylor next year. Um, and I think they, that's how they want it. I mean, kind of like, I think it's the same way with the giants, how they want, they have like a guy who can in the right situation, be a competent quarterback and win some ball games. And they give their guy, their rookie a year to develop, which has proven in the past to be extremely fruitful in the long run. Um, and especially if they take a guy like Allen, who they probably see as the high, the guy with the highest ceiling with the new coaching staff and, and, play they want a guy that they can mold themselves they can you know mr quarterback guru hugh jackson uh mr one in forty eight thousand. he just <laughs> i i i think they i think they go with the guy who has probably has the highest ceiling um with betting on themselves to do to turn him into you know a superstar who knows if they can do that but yeah that's that. That's my pick. I think. Right. I think they. I think Donald's too plain for the Browns. He's too smart. I'm gonna. 
I'm going to give my pick because it completely counters what you said. I think that they're going to take Sam Darnold for this exact reason. I think that the Browns have experimented quite enough with the quarterbacks, the project quarterbacks, the Johnny Manziels, the, the other guys they've drafted. They just fired Sashi Brown because they're tired of all the experimentation. They've gotten too cute in the past and it's burned them at quarterback. I think Sam Darnold, Hugh Jackson probably wouldn't want him because he, he criticized Deshaun Kaiser for being turnover prone. And Sam Darnold is exactly that. Like He has 20 picks in the last 20 games he played. His accuracy this last year was not as good as his years before. He goes through his progressions well, okay. But I think he's the safest bet in terms of, okay, if they take... If they take Darnold, he doesn't pan out. I think they're gonna they're not gonna get killed for it. Whether if they take Josh Allen with his fifty something percent completion rating, and yeah, I think both of these guys, whoever they take, is gonna sit a year or two. Tyra T Mobile's gonna be the starter, but I think they go safe and they take Darnold. Sully, yeah, I, I agree with you. I also agree with Tom's logic. I think that's very possible, but I think I don't think that's gonna happen after. They uh, signed the running back. Who'd they sign? Uh, what, what's his name? Carlos Hyde. Um, yeah, I don't. That's why I don't think they're gonna they're gonna go. Carlos Hyde's a top. Uh, he's not. I'm not a big fan of him. But he's a top 16 running back probably. Yep. So I don't know if they're gonna spend the number one pick on Barkley. If he's there at four, I think they'd consider him. But I, they'd probably take him not at one. I'm also agreeing with Anthony. I'm going with uh, Darnold. I think the Browns have smartened up a bit. Um, it's always hard to tell, but I, it seems like they've had a really good offseason. Signing Hyde, uh, trading for Demarius Randall, trading for Taylor, trading for Landry. I mean, they've been very active. They've, they've, they're one of the winners of this free agency. I mean, they're probably up to like a four-win team now from zero. They've improved a lot. I think, yeah, but like they missed out on Carson Wentz. As you said, they've been getting cute. Deshaun Kaiser, that was a project. They didn't, they didn't want to wait with him. Yep. Now they got their guy in place with Taylor who can – who can be more than serviceable, who I like. He only had, I think, four interceptions last year. Very efficient player, um, and that's complete opposite to Kaiser, obviously. So he'll give them much stability and improve that improve that defense because Kaiser is backed up so many times. At the, I mean, the defense is backed up so many times from Kaiser throwing a pick at, the, at his own 20. But I think they figure it out. I think they take Sam Darnold, one of the most, probably the second highest ceiling to Allen, but a more sure yeah. thing to Allen. Um, I think they need to give their fans what they want and take the top guy, not the, not the, not the maybe sexy pick or the you know the Johnny Manziel pick or the Deshaun Kaiser or the you know getting cute with it. I, they're not they're going to take the one of the most talented guys, one of the more ready guys, the consensus number one by most teams. It would be such a Browns thing to take Allen. Let's be honest. Yeah. It, it, it's not. They can get him at four. They can get him because, at four. So because I, I, yeah, yeah. That's sorry, the thing is, ahead. why would they take him at one if they wanted? If they could go Barkley or Chubb one, and then they could come back and get Allen at four because the Giants are not taking Allen and the Jets are not taking Allen, and they have to realize that because the Jets are either taking Mayfield or Rosen, and that's that's pretty much set in stone unless Donald is somehow there at three from the Jets from. Uh, something weird happening but i don't think they would take allen at one just because he'll be there at four so i i think they go donald i mean they got burned with wentz the the eagles got their guy i mean i'm not saying carson wentz is gonna win five super bowls but carson wentz is a stud and 
he was one of the top guys, and they and the Eagles went with him. It was him and Goff. So I think they they get it right with 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 Donald here, and he'll be a good player, turnover prone. Maybe play a little bit towards the end of the year once they're out of playoff contention. Actually, for the last three or four games, I could see. Yeah. And uh, Sully, just to add to what you said. I agree, and it kind of is reminiscent how Josh Allen has come along in the talks of being the number one guy, and he's gotten so much hype. And it's reminiscent of what happened with Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles came. He had a great combine. He had a huge arm. He outplayed Teddy Bridgewater, which was the other guy that people really liked. And then the the Jags went and took Bortles at number three. And, you know, he hasn't had the worst career, but he definitely hasn't lived up to the hype. And then you look down at the list, the next guy taken was Johnny Manziel. And then after that, it was Derek Carr. So if if the Browns or these teams could sit and really study up on these players, you know, they, and I think the Browns have done that. I don't think they're going to get burned again. All right, now going to number two, the New York Giants. The pick is in. Sully. You know, uh, I listen to a lot of Michael K, and I get what Tom said and what uh, Don LaGreca says with it being a smokescreen, and most most guys aren't going to do what they say. But I, I think if they don't trade the pick, and I think it's possible they do trade down, actually, somehow. I think it's possible. I think they're going Saquon Barkley here. I, I really do. I think they're going to take the best player on the board, pretty much consensus-wide, the best talent in, in the whole um draft yeah getting some cheers they will get some cheers it's a questionable <laughs> pick just because of the position being a running back yeah but the fact that it fills such a gaping need for them for i don't know how many years since when i don't know since when brandon jacobs was good like who's the yeah, last when they kid? had earth wind and fire when it was brooks bradshaw and and uh yeah bradshaw uh, jacobs, jacobs yeah. my uh, bradshaw was pretty solid for two or three years Ahmad bradshaw yeah but they, they need to address that and they're never going to be this high again the question obviously is then what do they do a quarterback but from the words that i've been hearing from uh dave gettleman he doesn't seem set on taking a quarterback he says there the people say you got to take a quarterback with that pick and he's, he says he completely disagrees he mm. says he don't he doesn't think he's got to take a quarterback with that pick once again he may be just saying but I think I think he it doesn't mean he won't take a quarterback, but I think he's more yeah. than open to um, taking take the him. running back here. Or, and, and and Chubb is a sleeper pick. I don't think he would take take him. But after trading Jason Pierre-Paul, that's also a possibility. So the Giants have a lot of directions where they could go with this, but I think they take Barkley in the best talent. All right, so I'll give my my pick after you, just because I picked the same and I picked the same. I mean, you covered a lot of it. There's one little tidbit that got me. Last year, the Panthers really needed a running back. And this year, the Giants really need a running back. Last year, Dave Gettleman, who'd he take? Christian McCaffrey. This year, I think he's going to take Saquon Barkley. I think you saw what McCaffrey was able to come in and do for that offense in the Panthers. At first, he was strictly just a pass catcher. I think Saquon is a better running back than Christian McCaffrey. I think he's extremely explosive. My only detraction with... Barkley, after looking at some highlights of his, he likes to dance a lot, move east-west. If he becomes more of a north-south player, he's going to be insane. But, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I go with Saquon at two. Tom, what's your pick? Dave, we'll leave you for last since it's your team. <laughs> I'm saying they're going to take uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, 
he brought up the interceptions, but I mean, looking at Eli's numbers over his career, 339 touchdowns and 228 interceptions. Not the best, but I mean, he did well for them. He won them two Super Bowls. I think, um, I mean, Donald in 27 games at USC, he's got 7,200 yards, a 64%, almost 65% completion percentage, 57 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. You're looking at pretty much the same thing right there. A little, a little more, um, uh, Darnold's almost a little over two to one for touchdowns to interceptions. They're obviously smaller sample size, but I think I mean that could be a good guy to come in and learn under Eli because Eli, like we've said before, probably one year, one more year being the starting quarterback and having Darnold having that year under him with the skills he already has. I think that could be good for the Giants and give them someone that could probably thrive in New York for five, six, seven years. All right, so. Set the I record think, straight. Dude. Yeah. I, so, the, I, I think the Giants truly don't know what they want to do yet. I think they have scenarios. I think they have like three set scenarios that one of these three is going to happen. Um, I think over their biggest wish is that I still think they want Sam Darnold. If he's there, they take him, and that's in this mock draft. That's who I have them picking. Um, they could take Saquon. I don't think it would be a wise pick, but and I think it's the least likely just because I, I think they know that, you know, there hasn't been a team that has played in the Super Bowl with the leading rushing attack since the 05 Seahawks. There hasn't been a team that's won the Super Bowl with the leading rushing attack since the 1985 Bears. I think they realize that the game is changing and that maybe it's not it's not the best pick i understand he's a generational talent and i'm not going to sit here and be devastated if they end up with saquon barkley but i i just gallman showed flashes they had they signed jonathan stewart I, I just think they they might not be ready to like completely trash everything at that position and just as much as that's a running back problem it may seem it's an offensive line problem too um so and that brings me to my third option which is what I think their real second choice is, is to draft Quentin Nelson. But I think they think that Quentin Nelson He's a tower. is too high. I think taking him at two, they don't want to do. So I think if they truly don't, if Barkley's not clearly their third choice and Darnold's not available, I think they look to Denver to trade back to five, pick up maybe an extra second or third, and take Quentin Nelson at five, and let Denver take the quarterback of their choice at two. But in you know I, I still have them taking you made, Allen you because made he's available very, in this draft. Yeah, I mean, you made some very interesting points. But don't look now. Here comes Roger Goodell with the Jets pick. And the Jets pick is in. Well, a week ago I would have said Josh Rosen, but today I'm saying Mr. Baker Mayfield. Mm. Uh, I've been hearing a lot that it's a that it's a split call in the in the Jets locker room, but the people with slightly more big swinging dicks are leaning towards Mayfield. So I, I, I have a I have a little trouble with with them, uh, like with Mayfield's accuracy, be it playing in that windy stadium. Uh, I think it could be a problem, but end of the day you know people have these weird concerns about rosen his attitude which i don't understand at all the durability issue is the only really the one i could consider legitimate um 
But even then, he was playing beside such a terrible offensive line. The guy was on his ass half the game. He was either being sacked or throwing touchdowns. It was pretty much his entire college career. Um, so I, I don't think you can miss with either of these. I mean, Baker's probably a little more of a risk because – and Rosen will probably – he'll be more of a project. Rosen will, is more NFL-ready and could is probably the closest to starting week one of any of the four. Um, but ultimately, I think uh, the Jets with go – with, with Baker okay. and, you know, get their guy in New York to be that attitude. I agree with Dave on that. I say Mayfield as well. I mean, the one thing that really sold me on him going there was the completion percentage. Past two years, highest completion percentage in all of college football. Past three years, highest completion percentage in the Big 12. He throws a shitload of touchdowns. He is has a great passer rating. Doesn't throw many interceptions. I think he only has... 20 interceptions, oh no, 21 interceptions in the past three seasons at Oklahoma. I think he's a pretty safe bet where he could go in there and do something good for that franchise. And again, like Dave said, with the attitude, I think that's like a New York attitude. That's a guy you want out there calling the plays, playing under center. You want him to be out there and being the guy on your team, grabbing his dick at the fucking Patriots when he's eventually giving it to him. <laughs> All right, Tom. That was a good pick, but I completely disagree with both of you guys. Not completely. I could see, I could eighty percent see it happening. But my pick, I think the Jets are gonna end up taking Rosen. I think Baker is definitely a better uh, leader. I think Rosen's biggest weaknesses are his leadership and his coachability. A lot of coaches have come out that and said that he is very difficult to coach. But I like Rosen for these reasons. He has great footwork. He can climb the ladder really, really well. He can step up. He can make the throws. He's calm under pressure. He's calm in the pocket. You saw him with the comeback win opening week of college football, coming back winning 45-44. I think that's something that the Jets need, some calmness. Anything gets much better than Hackenberg and everything that the Jets have now, except there there are, you know, you guys got McCown back, right, Uh, Sully? Yeah, got, so he, I, I like him. I really like him. I've liked him for Me a long too. time. We got him and we got Teddy possibly if he makes the team. Yeah. So I think you could sit Rose and you could coach him up, especially in that environment. Just He kind of reminds me of Joe Namath, like Joe Cool. Just a relaxed guy. And his yard per, per game, he has a big, you know, a somewhat big arm. He, he averaged 341 yards per game last year, a 62% completion percentage. So... He could do some good. Sully, who do you think? It's your team. Yeah, I actually very I, I disagree with you. I think we all know those are the two guys the Jets are considering, but I disagree with with the Rosen pick. Um I don't I don't see them I think he's the most NFL ready quarterback out of everyone here, so I don't know why we would go with him after we got potentially Teddy and we got I mean, McCown's gonna be the starter for at least the first half of the year, and I can't see Rosen I don't think it would benefit him much to sit much. He's a very, he's an extremely smart guy, probably the smartest quarterback these guys, uh, intellectually compared to Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I see him potentially as a Matt Ryan type in this league. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback, but not elite, like a little bit below that. And I think I wouldn't be upset at all if the Jets took him. But I think the Jets are going to take Baker Mayfield here. And I just think it's interesting that Dave mentioned his accuracy being a problem in the wind when he, as Tom alluded to, he's the highest accuracy percentage, basically 70%. Um, he had the highest accuracy inside the pocket and outside the pocket. 
So, I mean, if you want, you're going to want an accurate guide to be. I know Oklahoma offense is set up a little favorable to quarterbacks, but if you're going to want someone in there for the win, you, you need someone that's accurate. As compared to Rosen, who's um, six, 62% last year was his highest, and then 59-60. Mm-hmm. That's not overly accurate. Um, and then Allen's obviously not accurate. I mean, it's possible we could take him. But I think, like we've been saying, the attitude he brings. The Jets want someone that's going to go. I know Joe Namath loves him. Wants to just fucking let's go. Grab your dick, whatever. Fuck people up. Let's go. Run through a wall for me. Um, he's going to give the fans some some energy, some life. People are going to be excited if we get Baker. As the I can speak for the Jets fan base, and I think I think that's who we get. And I think everyone's going to be really happy. And I think it'll be a. I think he's a little. He's definitely a little riskier pick, for sure. Um, but he's. I think, and then he'll be a a good mentor to him. Will be McCown, who's a great veteran, another Southern guy. Is going to be like, listen, buddy. Here's what you do. He's gonna calm him down a little bit. He's gonna temper him, help him with the media and stuff. He's gonna teach him a lot. Mayfield will learn from him, and I think towards the end of the year, Baker will be the starter. And maybe game, you know, ten, eleven, he'll he'll eventually find the starting role. But originally, I think Luke McCown, Josh McCown will be the guy, and uh, he'll teach him a lot, and we'll get a good, hopefully, our franchise quarterback. So I have a question: If Baker, if you guys got Baker, you think he's gonna sit out the the whole year? Or no, I didn't. I, I didn't say that. I said I okay. think I think he'll play around no, no, no. game yeah. ten, eleven. Okay. Now wait, Sully. O-line. You think? Go ahead. Wait, do you think you think that there's no shot that if Teddy makes the team, he beats out McCown for the starting job week one? It's definitely it's definitely possible, but I really don't see him even making the team. To be honest, I really don't see him making the team because I I think when we have if he makes the team, he makes five million, and then. And then if he re- if he was the starter, he could potentially make fifteen million. And okay. I don't. I think you just want the veteran guy in McCown leading leading the way there. I mean, we're not really probably competing for a playoff spot. It's possible, but not likely. So we want to develop Mayfield. And I I don't think like if we have Teddy, I mean that means that gets murky to me. Like what do you like what is he going to be the star for the because he could be good, but it's yeah. like and then we're going to waste that pick on Baker. I don't think so. Right. That, see, okay. That makes sense. I have some issues though with Baker in that pick. I mean, I, 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 I can definitely see it. But the thing is, Baker, when under pressure, I saw him get sacked way too much. He, he, he moves well outside the pocket. He has a sixty-seven percent completion uh, percentage out of the pocket, especially coming out of that spread scheme. He, he barely took any snaps under center. It's just too many things. I, I mean, I could see him spending the whole year on the bench, but then I don't think that sits well with him. No, it wouldn't sit well with him, but I think that's why I said like I think if we if we take him, I think he'll be starting like mid year a little bit later. I think he'll eventually win the job outright. Gotcha. Like we'll be like um, a three and five, maybe four and four team, sitting around five hundred or so, and uh, we'll be like this guy's ready. He's holding his dick. Put him in. <laughs> Dave. Uh, my yeah, my accuracy comment on Baker was just if you're gonna ha- if accuracy's his best attribute. You don't. I don't know if I'm as comfortable with that. You know, the wind taking away because the wind's gonna affect his ac. It affects everyone's accuracy. Where it's just a matter of how much. And I don't know. That worries me that his best attribute might have the potential to be limited a lot at times, um, rather than someone who's more well-rounded but, in other areas. And and Dave, to add to that, I I see your point. And add to that, he makes a lot of 
throws off his back foot. And in a windy stadium, those balls can sail. And he has had problems with that with ball sailing on him. But we're out of time. Yeah, I mean, look at Eli's career. Here comes the Browns to make their pick. And I want to start it off because I actually have a trade just in. And that's actually Arizona, who just traded up to four. Moving with the Browns. The Browns get the 15, the 97 overall from Arizona, and a second next year. And with that fourth pick, Arizona takes Baker Mayfield, who they don't just like. They love. And since we've already spoken about Baker, take it away, you guys. Jones, what's your pick? Uh, I have the Browns keeping the pick and taking uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, I think they 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 probably weren't planning on this, but with the Jets trade and everything, the, how it's unfolded since you know this whole draft process began, um, I think Saquon falls into their laps. Um, if they don't, I think a trade's possible, but if it does happen, you know, it's going to be probably Arizona or Buffalo trading up. Um, or maybe it's even someone, yeah, I guess, I guess Arizona and Denver, or I mean, Arizona and Buffalo are really the only two that would make that significant of a jump. Um, but yeah, I, I think they, they're going to take the opportunity to get a quarterback and a generational talent at running back, um. You know, Carlos Hyde is is serviceable for sure, but I don't I don't think he'll ever be better than Saquon, at least the way he's looking now. I think that the Browns are going to go with Rosen here because I had them taking Barkley at one, and uh, I think Rosen <laughs> in my draft will be available there. I think Charlie's eyes take... almost just came out of his skull. <laughs> I don't wait, wait, no, no, sorry, sorry, I just screwed that up so bad. Looked at the wrong team. I think they take Allen. <laughs> I think they take Allen right. at four, not okay. Rosen. Sorry. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> I, looked more. At, I looked at the wrong team. <laughs> My handwriting shit. My chicken scratch is awful, dude. I looked at that. I saw Josh and just said Rosen. No, I think they take Allen at four. <clears throat> no, you guys have touched upon his strengths already. I think he would be a good fit there with them if they take Barkley at one because Darnold and Mayfield won't be available at that point most likely. So. I think Allen would get in there, and like we said, Tyrod will most likely be the starter for this season, so he won't see much playing time at all. He'll probably get some garbage minutes if it gets to it, because we know the Browns are going to get destroyed by some teams still, even with all the moves they made. But I think, yeah, Allen at four. I think it's possible they could take Allen if they don't if they don't take a quarterback. They're definitely going to get him there, but I, I don't I don't agree with you, Anthony, that they're going to they're going to trade it. And who'd you say they're going to uh, the person with they Zona. trade for is going to take? Who? Yeah, it was Zona. We Arizona for uh, Baker. Arizona for Baker. Okay. Well, yeah, that's just I don't I don't think Baker will be there after that. But I think they're going to take Bradley Chubb, uh, and I think he's going to be a good fit for the four three that they're running and complete the bookends with Miles Garrett back to back drafts, and that you got to take guys in the top five picks. That's going to be future cornerstones for you, getting pressure to the quarterback. You add them to, you know, a, a, a hopefully a good player in Jabril Peppers in the back end of the secondary with Demarius Randall. Um, and then you got Jamie Collins from the Pats there playing linebacker. So you, then you have a pretty, pretty nice defense. And then as, as we talked about, you know, with Kaiser not putting them in such bad positions and clear, clear close to their own end zone, they're, they're going to be a lot better defense next year automatically from their quarterback play being improved. Absolutely. So that, I mean, that's a, that could be a top half of the defense. You're talking about uh, Chubb and 
you know, Garrett, who wasn't really, who was very quietly had a very good year. I think he had, what do you have, six sacks or something, and he he missed like the first five or six games. Yep. So they're going to, they're going to be able to build something pretty special on defense as, you know, you see what, what the Chargers are doing over there. Um, I almost said in San Diego and Los Angeles <laughs> with uh, Bosa and who's what's the other edge's name? Ingram. I just lost. Ingram, yeah. Bosa and Ingram. I mean, they, they look like they're set right now for the next 10 years at that position as long as they can lock them up. So, I mean, Chubb is he's big. He's 6'4". What is he, 280? 6'4", 270, 34-inch arms, 40-yard dash of 4.65, very fast for a, not the fastest, but he's very fast. I know Von Miller loves him. He thinks he's going to be a beast. Um, I think he's strong. He's big. He He's a physical. He's a good fit for the 4-3. I think that's who they take. I think so they get Darnold and Chubb, and they get two of the three most talented players in this draft behind uh, uh Chubb Barkley behind Barkley. Yep. So and I think they're thrilled with that. No, I, I I like that pick. I was fighting between the trade that I announced and that. I think that would be an excellent pick. And here comes Roger Goodell again. <laughs> All right, Denver. Tom, who do you have Denver taking? I have Denver taking Rose, and I think they're going to take a quarterback in the top five here. And um, I think they probably want Mayfield, but. I don't think he'll be available at that time. They're going to go with the best of what's left, and I think that's going to be Rosen. Um, decent completion percentage, over 60 in both the full seasons he played. Um, in 2016, where he had six games, he was still on pace to have pretty similar seasons to the other two in 15 and 17. Most recently, I mean, he threw 3,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, only 10 picks. Pretty solid. I mean, especially at UCLA, he didn't really – like Dave alluded to before, I mean, he was getting sacked a ton. You saw him on his back most of the time. So having those numbers in that situation, Denver could definitely do something with that. And, of course, you have Elway out there. He's a mentor. He's a mentor to any of the quarterbacks that come through there. But I definitely don't think they're happy with what they have now, and they need to do something about it. Case Keenum. Oh, Dave? that's right. Yeah, Dave. I forgot about that. Uh, I also have Denver taking Josh Rosen here. Um, I agree that they're, they like – probably Mayfield a little more, but I think they these are their two guys, um, the same as the Jets. So I, I just think Elway is like the part. He, he sees himself in Rosen a little bit. Immensely talented pocket passer, you know, out of the blue, but character questions coming out of the draft. Um, a lot of people forget that Elway, all the big controversy that happened with Elway when he was drafted, he was going to go play baseball. He refused to play for – Baltimore, it was a whole thing, and everyone questioned his character, his motivation. Um, you know, he said he was an elitist, all this, all the same shit they're saying about Rosen, but the guy could fucking sling it, yeah. and so can Rosen. So I think that Elway kind of has a chip on her shoulder for Rosen because of that, and I think he'd be happy to be the guy to draft him and mentor him um, in any way he could, just as a kind of like, you know, last fuck you to the league. Um so yeah, I think they take Rosen. I think they're they let start Keenum this year, let Rosen come along maybe halfway through the year or, or not play at all this year, but you know, they take Rosen and they got their guy for the future and they'll love it. Plus he he's he'll love being in Colorado. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> Yo. I'll I'll say something in a bit. Sully, who do you who do you got? 
I disagree with you guys. I haven't. I haven't really haven't. I, I those are decent, good comparisons, Dave. That coming out, but I really haven't heard anything with uh, the two being closely tied with one another with Rose and, and Denver. I, I know they really want Baker. I know like they there was a survey of like twenty of the players in the team, and like over fifty percent of them wanted Baker as their leader. Um, but I think they take Josh Allen. Josh Allen here. I think it's possible the Cardinals trade up here, but I think I think they keep the pick inevitably, and I think they they take Josh Allen because notoriously, Elway likes guys with big arms. He likes the Jay Cutlers. Uh, he likes the uh, big guys as well. The Brock, Brock Osweiler. He likes, he likes yeah. Paxton Lynch. Big big arm arm talent. So I don't I don't think he's gonna go with the intellectual Rosen here. I haven't heard many ties to it. I think they're gonna take. The risk on Allen, and I don't, I don't think it will pay off. I know he's got the high ceiling, but I'm not. Just history tells us at least two of these guys is most likely going to uh, be a bust when it comes to Darnold, Mayfield, Allen, and uh, Rosen. They're not all going to be studs. We know that. At yeah. least one or two are going to be busts. And I think if there's a bust, it's most likely going to be Allen. And Absolutely. I think, I think their quarterback for the future is probably going to be Keenum, actually. I mean, I don't think he's going to be amazing, but I think he'll be good enough. And I don't. I think it may be like a a Paxton Lynch situation with Allen that he's just not ready to play. He's not good enough. Keenum's the better, more accurate player, uh, less arm talent. But I think they take Allen, and it may may not be the best pick based on his draft history. Gotcha. And based on my mock draft, a player that's still available and who I think is taken, not a quarterback. I think Chubb is taken at this position by the Broncos, and they pair him pick. with. Von Miller, he's a very Von Miller-esque player. I mean, 22 tackles for losses junior year. He's super versatile. 6'4", 270 pounds. He's a player that could stand up, a player that could drop back. He's a relentless player, and I think it would be ama- it would be such a great pick for Denver at this point. Like we've said, cases there, I don't think they necessarily need a quarterback right now. I don't think any of these quarterbacks are a are like a, like a lottery or jackpot. If you get them, oh, these guys are going to be insanely good. I think they go with Chubb. And Dave, I was going to say, um, we keep talking about about Rosen and what Stephen A. said. That's why I was laughing when he was like, he should go to New York because there's more Jews there. <laughs> yeah, chosen Rosen, baby. <laughs> he feel right at home in New York or L.A. <laughs> Fucking Stephen A. Stephen A. is off his rocker, yo. Guy's insane. Too bad Boca doesn't have a football team. That'd be the only other. That'd be the only other place he'd fit in better. <laughs> oh, oh wait, what's that? Here comes Indy to save the day. All right, guys. Sully, who does Indy take at six? I think what? we're gonna have the same pick, Sully. I think we are. Do you? Go ahead. Uh, I foresee a trade. Ooh. But were you going to say they take Quentin Nelson, the lineman here? Yes, I was. Yeah. Yes, I was. So I see you there. I got on the same wavelength there. But I think they trade. I don't have all the details of the trade worked out. I don't know. I'm not a mind reader. But I think it's either with the Dolphins or the Bills. Potentially the Cardinals too. But I think it's either the Dolphins or, or the Bills. I think the Bills most likely are the ones to really want to get up and to get that quarterback. And in my... Uh, draft Josh Rosen is still available I don't foresee him falling to 10 or 11 like some guys do I think I think they trade up for Josh Rosen and they're thrilled with him being available at six 
rather than trading up to two, three, or four. Um, he's the most NFL-ready quarterback. Um, as we all know, he's a student of the game, really smart guy. Um, I think I'd hope the Bills don't get him because that means they, with that defense they're building, and even with McCoy there, they're probably a playoff team again this year if they get if they get Rose, and that's a, that's a scary team if he really pans out to something, be like a Matt Ryan, like I said before. I think you know they're going to jump on that opportunity, and then they're, they're not going to take a chance of him falling to them because there's no chance there's no chance Rosen's going to fall to ten or eleven. Someone will trade up. We know there's already so many trades in the draft that they're unpredictable almost, but we try to predict them anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think they take Rosen. It's, they trade up, most likely the Bills or the Dolphins trade up. I mean, it's not like the Dolphins like like Tannehill, really. I don't know why they would, but... I think it's about time they owe Andrew Luck some decent protection. Um, he's had no weapons or no protection for almost the entirety of his career. Um, it's, it's time to stop fucking around and get your quarterback <laughs> on the field and keep him on the field. Um, so Quentin Nelson to the Colts, Tom, I'm saying they get Bradley Chubb. I know for a while they had it predicted that they would take him at three. And I think they traded down because they realized they could still get him at six. Um, I mean, a hundred tackles, 25 sack, yeah, 25 sacks, uh, six force fumbles, um, led the ACC in sacks and tackles. It's only the ACC, but still pretty good defense. Pretty good defensively. I think he'd be a good fit there. Matt Patricia, obviously being the defensive coordinator in New England for so long. Super defensive-minded head coach he's going to be. So, Oh, no, he's at the Lions. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> cut that part, Anthony. Just cut it off there. Pull it together, Mr. Bunch. I know, I know, dude. I'm so fucking rocked with this headache right now. I'm thinking the McDaniels going there, and then I got screwed up with Patricia. Just cut that part. <laughs> Just cut right. that <laughs> I have them going. I have them taking Quentin Nelson, but I also have a little asterisk here, and I I put on the side. If Indy does trade, they will trade with Buffalo, and I don't have Josh Allen off the the board yet. And Buffalo would take Allen because he has a huge arm, and they like it because of the lake and all the wind up in Buffalo. But. Have them taking Quentin Nelson. Like you said, Dave, I think they finally get Andrew Luck some protection. He's a huge mauler. He's kind of like a Sack Martin kind of guy. He, he'll he keep his ass straight up, and he it'll be some much-needed protection for Luck. And the Bucks at 7. I'll stay with it. I think that the Bucks take Minka Fitzpatrick at this point. They need a cornerback. Direly, I know they got Brent Grimes back on a one-year deal, but they need some, they need to pair somebody with Vernon Hargraves. I think that I think Brent will start opposite of Vernon, and I think Minka will be in the slot. He's super flexible. He can play some safety. He's very rangy. He can also drop down to play some linebacker. He had forty-five tackles. But I think this would be a great pick for the Bucks. They need this very, very much so. He can move around a lot. I think he's better than Jabril Peppers, who we also saw do the same thing. He's way faster, not as big as Jabril, but I, I go with Minka here. Uh, Dave? Yeah, I agree. I think they go Minka. Um, as good as Hargroves is, he has shown the struggle against bigger wide receivers. He's not a big guy. What is he, 5'8", 5'9"? Um, I know he's real tiny, so 
just tackling on the outside and coverage, single coverage against bigger receivers, uh, Minka is going to help out with and kind of be that rock on the in the secondary on the outside. Uh, you know, take away your best guy type of corner. So, yeah, I think it's an easy pick for them. Fills a need, best best player at that position available. Um, not a stretch. It's probably talent wise, it's probably a a good value pick at seven. Um, so. Yeah, pretty easy one for the Bucks here in my book. Yeah, it might be a clean sweep. I got Minka Fitzpatrick as well for all the reasons you guys hit the nail on the head there. Um, yeah, they they definitely need a cornerback. Brent Grimes, I don't know how he's still playing, but he's not. He's not. He, you don't want him to be a top corner. I mean, you yo, need... Brent Grimes' wife sucks. Yo, yo, thank you. I was just about to say that, bro. His yo, girl, she sucks, dude. She went on Twitter the other day, not to cut you off, Sully, and was like. Uh, somebody said that she was a money hungry, uh, a word that should not be said. And she came out and said, oh, were you the one there, you know, sucking his dick? And I was like, jeez, lady. Top 10 list of things money hungry whores would say. <laughs> and you went and said Coming it. in at number one. <laughs> I'm the one who sucks that dick. <laughs> but yeah, Sally, go ahead. he's really a, he, you can't miss with this pick. I mean, unless you're the Jets and you draft D. Milner. I mean, Alabama players don't miss on defense. Hundred <laughs> yeah. Milner, the only guy ever, the only guy to defense. ever not pan out on Alabama's defense. For oh, that is not true. That is not true. We drafted Cyrus Jones, who has been four years injured. All right, but at least, yeah, at least. At least you guys have something. At, at least you guys <laughs> is have that a top ten pick, <laughs> though. We also got no. It was our Hightower, he was our first round pick. Extremely well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hightower was a beast, but I mean, he had 171 yeah. tackles, 24 passes deflected over, uh, defended over his three years, and nine picks, six picks, uh, two years ago. So I mean, he's he's a stud. He's a he's a yeah, lot monster. And, uh, Tom, what, what's your pick? You agreeing with us? We're getting the brooms out, boys. Clean sweep on that one. I can't Ooh. believe we all agreed. No, I mean, like, everything you guys said, he's extremely versatile. can play pretty much any position in the secondary. can drop to linebacker. can defend in the slot. Played in the best football conference in the country, arguably. I mean, you know, he's a Nick Saban guy. He's going to come in. He's going to kill it in the SEC. NFL. Yeah. Exactly like the rest of them do. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. Actually, these next couple picks are my favorite. Those are the ones I've been looking forward to. And the Bears are coming across the stage right now. And the pick is in. Sully, please tell me, who do you have the Bears taking? I think it's an interesting pick, but I think uh, based on my mind, I think it's the best pick. I think they're going to take lineman Quentin Nelson, Notre Ooh. Dame. Okay. Tremendous strength potential, Pro Bowl potential lineman. We all know the Bears lost uh, one of their top lineman guard, Josh Sitton. So they're going to need to replace him. They got Cody Whitehair and Kyle Long. The three of them can come together to be one of the better top 10, top 12 lines in the uh, NFL, and, you know, they're going to need a line play to protect Trubisky, and they like to run the ball and a lot. I mean, I think Trubisky, what did he have, like five pass attempts one game, and they won? Like, he literally went, I think, three yeah. of five, and they won. Um, so they, they literally don't pass the ball. They're a run team, so 
that you want. Yeah, I, and I think I'm right on that. He had five pass attempts and they won. He completed three or four passes. Someone can fact check me, but um, so that they they want to run it with uh, Cohen screens to Cohen and run it, ram it with uh, Josh Howard, who's a really solid back. And I think they take Quentin Nelson, who will go on. Jordan. Old prediction to be to go be a a Hall of Fame lineman. It's gonna be Quentin. Again. What? Quentin? You said Quentin Nelson? Yeah, I think he's gonna. Be I think I think he'll be a Hall of Fame player. Um, I'll just give my pick right after you. It's another Notre Dame player, but it's not Quentin Nelson. It's Mike McGlinchey, their tackle. Why do I think so? I think they're going to move him to one of the guard positions that they need. But Mike is a smaller player and incredibly athletic. And like you said, they like to run the ball. If you look at him, he's a very good gap and zone blocker. And I think he can move really well. So if they put him at guard... He can move well and get out there and set those blocks up. He's a little bit inconsistent, undersized. But if they put him on the right side where he excelled at Notre Dame, I think he could seal up some holes and really be very effective at eight. I agree with Sully here. I think they take Quentin Nelson. Um, like he said, they need to protect Trubisky. They need to develop their run game a lot more if they want to win. That's the play style they're going to go with. So I think, yeah, they definitely draft um, Quentin Nelson if he's still available, which it looks like he will be at eight. All right. In my in my draft, I have Quentin Nelson going to six. So unlike everyone else, Bradley Chubb is still available for me, Ooh. and that's who I have them taking at eight with the steal of the top ten. Um, <laughs> someone's someone's going to fall uh, in this draft, so he's just my pick to do it. Um, I think they did a lot of – addressing of the offense this year um, with their wide receiver signings. So I think they take this opportunity to shore up that defense even more, uh, play in that cold weather in Chicago. It's what they're known for. Um, figure, you know, Trubisky isn't a guy that can, that can score a lot or hasn't proven to be someone who can put a lot of points on the board. So I think they need to do what they can to limit points. A very interesting pick. That's a great pick. Can't go wrong with that. And here comes the Niners. And the pick is in. I'll go ahead and say I think that they go with Roquan Smith, linebacker out of Georgia. (laughs) He is. They they desperately need a linebacker, and he is super fast. He reminds me of Deion Jones. Ruben Foster's going through the legal processes, he's quicker than Ruben. He is a great tackler. He could really frame up with guys. He's always finding the ball. He's a little small, though, so you might have to put him at weak side linebacker at 6'1 and 236 pounds. Uh, Sully, tell us a little bit more why they took uh, Roquan. I mean, like you said, he's, a, he's an amazing tackler, 137 tackles, 14 for loss. Um, he's a monster. I think they'll bulk him up a little bit. Um, yep. And you know, like you said, Reuben Foster, such a such a supreme talent. He was he was from Alabama, right? Foster. Foster was Alabama, yes. Yeah. So um, another stud. I, I I think he was fourth in PFF ranking, um, Pro Fantasy Football ranking at, at his position. But yeah, looks like his his future is really murky. At the off chance he does come back, then you have one of the best. Um, you have one of the best combos with Foster and Smith. Yes. Um, yep. Roquan, Roquan can play the mic back. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's, 
you know, he you go, you put him with uh, DeForest Bunkner, Solomon Thomas on that line that they've drafted each of the past. I think they drafted Solomon. They got Solomon Thomas at three last year when they when they uh, drafted the uh, the Bears with the Trubisky trade, and then they got DeForest Bunkner the year before, I believe. So you got those two guys on the D line. You got Roquan and potentially Ruben Foster at the linebackers. Then you got you got Sherman in the secondary. So I mean that's a potentially pretty good defense there if things go well. I mean it's potentially a great defense. And then you know that offense is already looking real good, starting to fight, yeah, real starting good to under, under Jimmy. So I really like the way um, Lynch is is doing with with this organization. How he's being aggressive. Um, he wants to win and he wants to win now. And I think they'll be a good team next year. And I think they go Roquan Smith. Jones. Um, so I think they actually go uh Derwin James. I think they're gonna well they lost Eric Reed. Um their secondary is hurting at safety. Uh I think they see what Jalen Ramsey did coming out. Uh same type of player at Florida State. Uh, and I think they're they're trying to build that athletic, you know, fast paced defense, uh, kind of similar to what the Seahawks were like back in the day, a little Legion of Boom, which seems like twenty years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, I think you know, I think Derwin James at that spot's still a, a great value. Um, and the only other thing that I, I think they might do is I know the Ruben Foster situation's there, but they might go after a wide receiver for. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to throw to, um, and in that case, I, it would be either Calvin, Calvin Ridley or Cortland Sutton at SMU. Um, but I think ultimately they they uh, they go with Derwin James uh, to shore up that secondary and hope that everything works out with Foster. Um, I feel like it, wide receiver, good wide yeah. receivers are more easy to come by than than top tier safeties. Agreed, and it's funny this this year has been like. You know, receivers aren't even talked about like top fifteen. Tom, I know. go ahead. <clears throat> I agree with you and Sully. I think Raquan Smith is going to end up in San Fran. Um, I don't think they're banking on Reuben Foster getting through this. I think he's going to have some time to serve after this. Two arrests in a, a month's time span, not very good, especially down with those good old boys in Alabama. Confirm, um, <laughs> not good. Yeah, not good. I not mean, good. innocent until proven guilty. But this guy, this guy's fucking guilty. He, he's not he's not coming out of this clean. But um no, I think they're doing things to ramp up that defense. I mean, whether or not Sherman pans out, we'll see. That's a pretty nasty injury to come back from, but I mean, they went out and got him. <clears throat> I think this is going to do something to ramp up their defense. They need a little bit of a better linebacker in that situation, and I think he's probably the guy that can help them there. Hey, never forget that uh Ray Lewis beat murder. Beat a murder charge, so anything can he happen. Did. So did OJ though, and <laughs> a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ted Kennedy, he fucking hit that girl on the bridge and just took care of it because he's a Kennedy. Allegedly, what girl? Allegedly, if you've got money, you can get through murder. That's what I've learned. Allegedly, yeah. Before we got a C and D. Here and here comes the Oakland Raiders at ten. Uh, Jones, go ahead. I was going to say my pig, but go ahead, Jones. Uh, so I think the Raiders are the ones that get to scoop up Rokon Smith here. Okay. Uh, need a, need a guy to play on the inside for, Very to go badly. along with Khalil Mack. Um, 
It was a huge problem with them. I think he'll be great for Gruden, that type of hard-nosed player. Uh, Gruden probably wants to build around, you know, tough-nosed defense. So I think this is a perfect, yeah, perfect need for them. Uh, perfect guy at this spot, uh, right at this, right at the talent level that they should be taking at ten. Um, so I think it's you know similar to the similar to the Bucks pick. It's the right guy at the right price at the right time for the right team. Um, so. I have not taken Roquan Smith. All right. Um, that's a good pick if he's available. I think I think they go there, but I think they actually go with uh, possibly one of the most talented players that hasn't gotten the limelight, so to speak, but he's a, an absolute beast. I think they take Tremaine Edwards Ooh. out of Virginia Ed, Tech. Edmunds. Ed, what? Edmunds. Did I say Edwards? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I have. I, I see it's Edmonds. Um, but he's he's a beast. Six five, two fifty three. Um, has run as fast as a four four three somehow. But he only ran a five five four, I believe, at the combine. Um, he's a three down guy. Um, he's he's another guy that could end up in Canton if he pans out. I mean, he's still raw. Um, but and his and his last two seasons combined had two hundred two tackles, thirty and a half for loss, ten sacks, three force. Uh, fumbles. He's a tough guy. He's a brick wall. Um, he's going to be a tough guy that Gruden is going to love, and he's going to be. I could really see him being fighting for the Raiders. Just gritty, fits perfectly into their four-three, um, three-down guy. I think. I think he's. If if Roquan's off the board, I think. I think it's a lock that that Edmonds goes there. Tom. I think I'm using your pick. I believe you had the Bears taking him, but I think the offensive lineman from Notre Dame, Mike McGlinchey, I yeah. think they're going to take him. Um, you know, Carr had a great season two years ago, ended up going down with that ACL. At this point, when he's that young, he's already had such a devastating injury. Pass protection is the name of the game, and I he's a great, great on the offensive line. I think he would really – make that line a little bit more solid, give Carr the pass protection, give him the time to make the plays that we saw him making two years ago. You know, he kind of took a step back this past season, but we've seen that the guy can play, and the Raiders definitely want him to be the guy. He's their franchise quarterback, so they don't want they want to protect him as much as possible. All right, my pick, thankfully nobody said it. He's kind of like a little sleeper guy. I think that Oakland goes with cornerback Denzel Ward. And I think they do this because they desperately need a corner. I know Gary and Conley, he played well when he came into fruition. Uh, one of their corners, I, man, I forget his name. He's like 35, 36 now, so they're going to need to replace him. The good thing about Denzel is he could rejoin Conley. They played together at Ohio State. Uh, Denzel, I think, is going to be an excellent slot nickel corner. He ran a 4-3, so he's extremely fast. He's a great, great physical press corner. And if you could get that, you could really disrupt the, the routes and get pressure on the quarterbacks because they always look for the slot receivers to dump it off to. He's only allowed 32% completions of passes against him in the last couple years. The only... Bad thing about him, he gets dragged by big body receivers on run plays and pass plays. And that was our 10 picks, man. That that When people listen to this, they're going to get the first 10 picks of the NFL draft. They're going to come back to us. They're going to thank us. 
some of us are gonna look like idiots some of us are gonna look like geniuses and then I just need to get some sound out (laughs) (laughs) let's start it off with OKC and Utah that plays tonight the series is 2-1 Utah a lot nobody expected it to be like this I know we had our preview uh, we expected it. I was gonna say no one expected yeah, no, no, it. We not, expected not, it. No, yeah, I mean, I'm saying like NBA writers and all that is just kind of like the Pelicans and uh, yeah, they're and, dumb. Yeah, exactly. They're morons. But we talked about it in our preview. Sully, what do you mm-hmm. think about this series so far? I think it's going right how I think it would. Honestly, I thought they would split split the two as they did. I think uh, the Jazz are gonna win tonight. Um, Decently close game, maybe closer than the last game, which I actually didn't see. I was out. But, um, yeah, Rubio owned Westbrook. Westbrook didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. He's a head case. Um, yeah, obviously me and Dave aren't big fans of that inefficient fuck. He's such a fucking <laughs> scrub. He's such you like, yeah, literally eight. What did he have, eight turnovers? Such a fucking it, scrub. I hate eight him. Eight turnovers? It was eight I mean, it's just, it's just crazy how, how, much, how much praise this guy gets. And his team can't get out of the first round unless he's with Kevin Durant. It's The Jazz are going to win the series in six. They're going to win tonight. They're going to lose in game five. They could win game five, but the Jazz will lose probably on the road. And then they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna close it out at home, the Jazz will, in six. The Thunder have lost six, seven straight games on the road in the playoffs. Like, that's bad. Paul George has been pretty good. Mello's pretty inconsistent. Um, Donovan Mitchell's such a stud. Love I that love kid. He's my favorite player in the league right now. Such, such a stud. I mean, Gobert's playing great D. When you got and you got when you got Ingles making threes for them, and defending and facilitating, he's another very underrated player. I love so. Um, that guy just doesn't care. Ingles just doesn't care. He's just out there fucking balling, even though he looks like somebody's dad. He does. He looks Jones. like he's forty-five. <laughs> yeah, Jones. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's playing out exactly how we, we thought it would. Um, the Jazz are playing smart, well-coached, good-tempo, defensive basketball, and the Thunder doing everything they've done all year, the complete opposite of that. Um, they're terribly inefficient, which is, like, my favorite thing ever. Um, <laughs> and and Westbrook is, is the, you know, a gift and a curse, and per Brody. usual, curse wins out. Um I just don't – I never – like, there are people that legitimately think Westbrook is a top-five player in the NBA. There's smart people that think that, and it's so stupid. I don't even I know if he's lists. in my top ten. I see lists all the time. I was seeing one this week that said that he was the fourth-best player in the league right now. Bro, there are five point guards I would take over him, let alone <laughs> let alone the other five, four positions. But that's besides the point. This series, it's, it's going to end – in six, Utah's going to win it. And Paul George and Melo are going to walk out on Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook just like KD did because everyone figures out he's the root of the problem. And Oladipo left and now is a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Fucking shocker. Even even uh, Sabonis is playing NBA ball now. He wasn't. Yeah. He was like, there was bus talk last year. Oh, yeah. Tom? Yeah, I think the turnovers are what's really going to kill them. When you have Russ out there, like Sully said, eight turnovers in the last game. They had 17 total, so he is the root of the problem there. I mean, I think their 17 turnovers led to like 15 or 16 points for the Jazz. That's the swing right there that gives the Jazz a game. They keep turning the ball over like this. The Jazz are going to win these games. And I think the Thunder probably do pull out 
their home game, they'll probably win game five. But, I mean, they Jazz could win this in five. Very possible, especially with the way OKC has been playing. It's just very interesting that, and I know we've said it before, it's very interesting that the Thunder had three MVPs and they kept the worst one. Um, yeah, <laughs> literally. Huh? They literally kept the worst one. And I bet they would have been able to keep the other two if it wasn't for the, the one they have for now. Exactly. Switching over to Cavs Pacers. Ooh. Series tied up 2-2. Me and Sully have a bet going on. Little, wait, little side note before we move on. Imagine the roles reversed and Russell Westbrook playing for Mike D'Antoni's offense. The guy would average a triple-double for six straight years and win four playoff games. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, we yeah. got we got a little Continue. bet going here. For the viewers that may not know, I got I got the uh, the Le- Team LeBron, coached by Team LeBron. Um <laughs> Owned and by he's, LeBron. He's got the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, I told I you, Pacers. I told you, don't take the bet. But if they would have won that like game, to... you would have been. You would, you would, you think they're going to win the series? The Pacers still? I still think so, man. I have faith. I think I don't know. Not. What choice does he have? Right. Yeah, I, I mean, you got your <laughs> right? money on it, but I think LeBron <laughs> don't lose in the first round. Let's be serious here. If he's got to go for four it's each game, insane. There's a first time for everything. Exactly. That's my right. reasoning. Oh. And I like to live dangerously. I saw yeah. it. Well, you're going to be owing <laughs> me 40 bucks in a little bit. so <laughs> We'll see, Sully. <laughs> we will see. This could be a. Hey, in, in a week, we could be, I mean, next Sunday, we could be recording a different episode. Maybe I get the 40 bucks. Maybe. But I think it goes in six. I mean, think about it. Kevin Love was like two of 10. I don't know if you finished that, but he was two of 10 at one point. He had a lot of balls just rim out. He did, he played pretty terrible, and they still won. Um, so I mean, if if he plays good with LeBron, and you get yeah. one other guy or two other guys off the bench, like a Corver and a Clarkson or Corver and Nance, I mean, they're gonna win the game, and they're probably they're gonna win the series in six. I mean, Game Seven, they're not gonna lose Game Seven at home. I mean, I, yeah, I really DC, don't see. Yeah. I know you got money on it, but I don't. What do you think, Tom? I think this has probably been the best series. In the playoffs so far, I mean, these games have been incredibly close. They've all come down to the end. It's all been foul. Try and get some shots off at the end. Um, LeBron, though, is doing what LeBron does in the playoffs. He's taking over. I mean, he's shooting 54% from the floor, averaging 27.5 points a game. He's taking over, and he has no choice, honestly. Even if the Cavs do get through this series, which I still think is questionable because I do think, I'm with Anthony, I do think the Pacers could pull this off if they play their best basketball for the next three games. But you, you can't really doubt LeBron in the first round, like you said. It's never lost in the first round. This could be the year it happens, though. I'm, I'm 50-50 on this one, but it's it's been entertaining as hell. <laughs> Jones. Um, as much as I would... It, it, this has been the best thing. series. So, yeah, this has been the best <laughs> series to me. Um, I think the games are the most fun to watch. I mean, obviously, it helps with the star power of Braun and the, the antics of Lance. Um, I hope we get to see that a few more times before both of them retire. But it, as much as I, I would love to see LeBron lose in the first round, I know that it's going to be a, a, bless, or a curse in disguise, I guess you could say. Uh, that I don't want to. He's off social media right now. I don't want three additional extra weeks of LeBron on social media. I don't want to be 
listening to fucking every report on LeBron while he's not even in the playoffs. Like, it's bad enough I got to hear him 10 months a year on the court. Like, I got to ESPN still going to cover him, be talking about his free agency and what he's doing, and he's making Blaze pizzas, and no one's going to give a shit about the basketball games. Or at least we'll have to still hear about LeBron when he's not even playing on the court. So, as much as it would be great to see LeBron lose in the first round, because I hate him, I also really don't want to see him doing other things because at least you basketball. <laughs> yeah, because I hate him. <laughs> yeah. Even I feel like he'd like stay him, dark. He's sufferable on social media and when he's not playing basketball at times. You see, like, I Dave, feel you don't, like you don't think he's going to lose until June. You? you don't think he's going to lose, right? I don't think he's going to lose. If they had if they had gone down 3-1, I would have thought they were going to lose. But I don't think they will now. Um, it might go seven, but I don't think they'll. I don't think. Could, I think that's the only way the Pacers win. I don't think they're winning two in a row. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd you know I'd love to. See, I guess I guess both ways have their pros and cons for me. But just just keep LeBron. I'd rather see him lose in the Eastern Conference Finals or the <laughs> or the Finals. Quick, quick little side note. It's it's interesting to see. Lance Stevenson legit thinks he's better than LeBron James. Like in Lance Stevenson's head, he is better than LeBron James. It's just hilarious to see him DM up and stick him. Also, Deion him Peters and, had to take Michael care of Beasley. Him and Michael Beasley have been smoking too many blunts together. <laughs> yeah, they 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 think they're the best players in the league, and they're. <laughs> They're costing their team games Although, like, with dumb fouls. I could use some of that confidence, so Lance and Beasley, hit me up. Celtics Bucks, Tom, that's your, it's your series. I know you and Sully have a bet, so it's just bets going on all over the place. What's going on with that, Tom? Yeah, I mean, they came out one the first two at home like they should have. They dropped two on the road. Doesn't really surprise me. They were 2-2 two and two against the Bucks this year. I believe they lost both road games against the Bucks. You know, we got um, tomorrow night coming up at home again. I think we've talked about it before. I think Tim mentioned it last week where the bench players at home are going to play much better than they are on the road. The crowd's going to get into it. It's going to get them fired up. It's exactly what you saw. The Bucks bench showed up in these games. The Celtics bench showed up in the home games. We're supposed to get smart back for five. He got upgraded to questionable. Um, with that hand injury he has, I think if he's on the floor, that's a difference maker on defense. Obviously, his offense is a bit shaky, but he could definitely make a big impact on defense if he can go. Um, we're relying on different guys every night, which is kind of cool to see. We have Rozier stepping up, leading the charge every night, but Jalen Brown dropped 30 in Game 2 at home. It's It's exciting, but I don't know. I'm not confident as I was after the first two games. I'll tell you that. The last one kind of sucked, though, losing 104-102. I thought the Celtics were going to complete that comeback. They came back from down 20, and I think we're up at one point, 90-87, after being down 20 points. So it's it sucks not having Kyrie, though. <laughs> this would be completely different. I think they probably would have won in five if we had Kyrie. But what ifs? Can't do anything now. Yeah. And just to clarify – but Tom, me and Tom, I don't. I didn't pick the Bucks. I mean, if they get yeah. to the conference finals, then it's nothing. If they get to the finals, Thomas thought they'd make it to the finals at one point when they were healthy. <laughs> that, then, yeah. But, <laughs> so basically, I have the Bucks and the Sixers because the Sixers are going to beat my Heat. But 
So the Sixers are going to beat the Celtics. I hope you know, Tom. But yeah, the Sixers are hot. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play. <laughs> that was the Sixers, such. Yo, I, Sully, hold on. That was such an evil fucking smile. Sully just like, I hope you know, and then just fucking did this evil smile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't even notice it, but <laughs> yeah, it's because I know I'm going to win these bets, boys. Um, mm. And yeah, so. I, the Celtics, I think, will win in seven. I think every home team is going to win, and then Smart, like you said, it's going to be very uplifting for the for their their team at home. It's going to be a really good series. Like I said, these one eight two seven matchups in the East are the talent is is comparable. If, if the Bucks even have more talent, Middleton's mid range is is disgusting. You got Jabari playing more minutes now. He's get he's looking confident. He's looking aggressive. So that's another um, thing. I we said originally Bucks and. Uh, Celtics in six, excuse me. I'd say Celtics in seven now, but this is this is a near toss up at this point. Jones? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's and now it's Celtics in seven. Um, it's been a fun series to watch. Uh, I think the the Bucks are probably still a year away. Uh, still, you're coming off, you know, split the year with coaches. Um, first year with these guys, like really having a ta- some talent uh, and a chance to win a playoff series. But I think Boston, at the end of the day, just they get their home court, and you know, like they're different. Like Tom said, they're a different team on their home floor, as most teams are. Um, and with the possibility of Smart coming back, that's that's another score on the Bucks that's going to be limited. So I think the Bucks are they're good and they're entertaining this year. Um, and with with better guidance and coaching, they probably could have had a shot against this injured Celtics team, but not this year. Um, and I, you know, regardless, I think. It, either team would go down in the next round anyways. So um, Celtics and seven, but um, it's been fun so far. I hope, I hope the Bucks win one more because I'd like to see seven of these. It has been fun in another series that has been fun is Raps and Wizards. Uh, the game last night, was it, that they played? Or two days ago? No, it was yesterday. Last night, yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, they played last night where Bradley B on a very questionable call got tossed out of the game. Trash that was call. So Trash bad, call. so bad. Yeah, that was very bullshit. Questionable call. It, I mean, it's all knotted up now. The classic Raptors, they look really good one game, then the other game they just look like they have no fucking business being there and look insane. Jones, before you go, what what do you have on this game and the series? Um, I think it's, you know, this looked to, to be done and over with two games in. Uh, the Wizards look completely out of it, but similar to Milwaukee, they got home and, you know, they changed around to a completely new team. So we'll see if the Wizards uh, can win one at home, but I think this is uh, this one might, might end in six. Um, the Raptors... I think they're just tired of hearing they're not a playoff team. They're not, you know, they can't do anything. And they might not. They might not make it to the NBA Finals or the, even the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't think a first-round exit is what they're looking at despite playing a, yeah. Yeah, despite playing a, a Wizards team that is talent-wise not an eight seed, um, probably a five or six seed at worst. Um, but, yeah, it's been interesting, and I just – I want to see some good basketball, so I hope I hope it goes seven, but I think it'll end up going six um, in a blowout next game, and then a close a close clincher for the uh, Raptors in Game Six. Um, yeah, I really I really like the series going in, and uh, it's really tale of two teams. They can look so different. Um, 
The Raptors, yeah. I, I, I don't. I love DeMar, me some Demar and Lowry. They're fucking hilarious. They're great. They're a riot. Um, not exactly consistent. Um, like DeRozan was 10 of 29. He made all those free throws. So you got 35 points. Not very efficient. But they've had 18 turnovers last game, 19 before that. If they keep that up, they're going to lose the Wizards. I mean, the Wizards, they've been getting out in transition, 20 points in transition last game. Beal said, they asked him, they're like, how many shots do you need to, for you guys like to, to be good? Like, And then he's like, give me 20. Well, he's 10 of 19 <laughs> for 31 points. And before that terrible foul call, he would add more. So, I mean, when Beal and Wall are both clicking, Beal's just so inconsistent. It's crazy. And, like, I'm sure he'll have a down game five just because he's just so up and down. But I I said Raptors at six originally. But, I, I, once again, I think it. I said it could go seven. And the talent on these two teams is very comparable. I mean, Toronto's a little deeper. But, like we said, uh, if it wasn't for that, in, that injury with Wall, and they were hot at first, but... You know they 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 move the ball so well. They they got the talent of a three or four seed. Um, this has been a fun series to watch. It's really, I mean, I really like watching John Wall play. He's one of the better uh, two way point guards in the league. He's, he's he's playing he's balling right now. What did he have? Twenty seven last twenty seven fourteen last game. Six rebounds. He's uh he's bringing it. I mean, he had three steals. He's I mean, it, it's not without the realm of possibility that. Toronto loses the series. It's completely possible. I'd, I'd give them 30, 40% chance to lose the series. I don't I don't think it's... it's. I mean, it's the Raptors in the postseason. It's not a guarantee in the least. It's not I, I, think I think Raptors probably pull it out again. But, I mean, it's, it's nice that we have these long series in the East between the 1 and 8, 2, 7 seeds that are really, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you guys said. And to go off what Sully said, how the competitive series in the East, it's kind of weird because you thought it would be that way in the West more, and you look, you got the Pelicans swept. You got uh, the Rockets are probably going to end this soon. The uh, Warriors are up 3-1. Like, the West is supposed to be more competitive, and the East has been by far and away the more competitive out of the two conferences. And I think this series, like you said, the Raptors might not come out with this. They might lose to an eight seed. Similar to how the Celtics almost lost to an 8C last year against the Bulls in the first round. I mean, the guard play is pretty much the same across the board. You got Lowry and DeRozan and Wall and Beal. The four of them are just studs. Them going at it, it's entertaining as hell to watch. Um, I think probably the Raptors in seven, but it could go either way. That game seven will be a toss-up if it gets to that. Great points. The West was supposed to be close, and it just hasn't been, aside from the Jazz Thunder series. I can't it's believe been, yeah, that the Pelicans swept. I cannot believe that the Pelicans swept. That's nuts. I, I no. I I had I had I said no I, one I had them winning. Davis. I said I said Literally, Blazers in five. Twenty two people I, picked the Blazers to win it. Yeah, all the ESPN guys picked the Blazers to win that in either five, six, or seven, and <laughs> they got fucking swept. Nuts. Fucking crazy. Salt. Tell us about your experience uh, at the. He game. So, you know, I had a really great experience uh, in Philly. Uh, my friend, my friend invited me. Free tickets, um, sweet, top level, but they were awesome. Um, surprisingly, the Philly fans were gracious to me. I don't, <laughs> I nice. don't know. Um, it was pretty fucking wild. 
one of the Philly kids. I had, mind you, I have my Dwayne Wade Heat jersey. I've been a Heat lifer ever since Wade was drafted in sixth grade. Um, this is only the second time I've seen the Heat. The Heat actually last time it was uh, against the Knicks when they had Shaq years back. I haven't been to many basketball games. This is my first playoff game, and I'm 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 expecting to just get degraded by these fans. I hear <laughs> these stories about Philly fans. They're brutal. I know the Eagles are worse, but I mean. These guys are no joke, these fans. I'm wearing my Wade jersey. I counted two other people that I saw person to person, like that I that I passed me, I passed a few hundred people. Only two or almost thousand, thousands of people. Two heat jerseys. Two. Like it was all sixers. This guy gives me his his uh his crab fries because I was talking to him. We were talking ball for you guys behind me. He gives you want me some crab fries. fries. Incredible. Like he literally gives me his fries. He's like, Man, he's like, I don't want him. I'm like Thanks. I'm like, you're really not fitting into the stereotype. <laughs> I was like, thanks, guys. Like, at one point, at one point, one of the guys was like, don't talk to me at one point after, like, Drogic hit a big three or something. And that was the only snotty comment I got the entire night. Nothing. No one said shit. Part of me is like, wow, good for you guys. You guys are not as much of assholes as I thought. Like, I could have been like, I could have got, you got, I heard you guys on the podcast. You're like, I may not come home if they win. We thought for sure you were dead. We thought you were dead. What's going on here as the fans? But you know what? The fans left. They didn't trust no process. They left early. They left with 30 seconds to go when it was still a game. Uh, That's one one thing I like about Boston. They don't leave. We were getting killed at the end of that game seven against the Heat. We were getting killed in 2012 against the Heat in game seven. And they were. They're chanting fucking let's go Celtics when we're down 15, like, <laughs> with a minute left. You just, they don't quit. You got to do. I mean, and, and these fans left. I mean, I'm talking, like, when there's 10 seconds left, like, the whole stadium's cleared. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, no, I'm here because they all left. No one was there to beat me up. <laughs> Sully, <laughs> Sully, Sully, you were just sitting there looking around like, what the fuck? Where'd I'm everybody like, else go? What the fuck is going on here, guys? Like, you guys should be kicking my ass. I was ready. <laughs> I set the over-under of, of, of comments to me from different fans at seven and a half. I thought there was going to be at least seven or eight degrading comments to me. That was one comment. And that was, fr- that was from, the, from, from the kid to the right of the kid that gave me the crab fries. So... My experience probably... was amazing. The Philly cheesesteak at the stadium, amazing. I mean, it's sad we're down 3-1. We really should have won the last game. We've had four leads at halftime. It's crazy we're down 3-1. We, I feel like we've played so much better, even with Whiteside's bum ass, that fucker. Guy fucking sucks, Whiteside. <laughs> we pay him $25 million and he doesn't even try. He doesn't give Trash. Money. Trash. I, I, I've not, not been a Whiteside fan at all. But, I mean, yeah, we're going to lose in five, probably. But, I mean... You think? Probably five. You take the heat with the points, ten points, we're not going to lose by more than ten, I don't think. No, but... We're going to give it us all. We're an Eric Spolster coach team. We're, we're well coached. Good defense. Not really in this series, but, I mean, we're going to play with heart. We'll probably lose. We'll probably come up short, but maybe we can make it go six and see Is what this... happens. But I'm Is not going to give it... up on them, but... Is this it for Wade, you think? I know I've asked you this before, but now seeing it now, do you think this is it for Wade? Yeah, I think this is probably uh, Wade's last rodeo. Maybe he plays one more year with us. He's he's played. He's just very inconsistent. One game he plays great. I went to the game where he played great. He scored 28. So, I mean, that was a dream. Oh, that's right, yeah. That was a dream come true for me, literally, to see. Yeah, because you see. I like yeah. that team. 
and Wade just go off and just shut them up. That dagger up, up six to put them up eight. Like, just fucking hit right home in their fan, the fans. And that's when they left. Let's get that dagger with, like, 40 left. 